Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We're excited for another week of baseball talk. Last week, we sat down with Bennett Conlin of the Daily Progress in Charlottesville to talk about UVA baseball's Super Regional Series against Dallas Baptist, which they ended up winning, and we will talk about that a little more later on in today's episode as we preview the College World Series. But we have a lot of MLB news to talk about before we get into that. And back on the podcast this week, since we couldn't get our schedules lined up last week, is the co-host of the Foulball Area Podcast, Trey Lyle. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just... Getting through the week and uh, glad to see your face again and uh, excited to be, you know, living life and uh, talking baseball. Living life and talking baseball. That's what it's all about. We do have a lot of important stuff to get into this week. A lot of kind of heavy stuff going on around Major League Baseball. Uh, You guys can probably guess what the majority of our conversation is going to be about because it's pretty much the only thing that has dominated baseball headlines for really the past couple of weeks, but especially this week, and that's foreign substances on the baseball that pitchers are using in MLB. And it's dominated the news this week because Major League Baseball finally released their memo to all 30 teams detailing the rules and the punishments that pitchers will face if they're caught using foreign substances. Now, this has always been prohibited in baseball. It's always been illegal and against the rules. But now MLB is really cracking down on it because it's just crazy, I guess, you know, how many pitchers are using it these days and how good the pitchers have gotten and how little offense there is in the game. So, you you, you know, you want to be clear, this is nothing new. Foreign substances, sticky stuff, stuff on the ball is nothing new. It's been going on for years, for decades. I mean, Gaylord Perry, a Hall of Fame pitcher, is known for using a spitball. During his career, he even titled his autobiography, Me and the Spitter. So this kind of stuff has been going on for decades. Yeah. uh, Like, (laughs) like at this, like, I'm so, like, we've talked about steroids on here, and our opinions are completely different about it. But, like, like, who cares? Like, good pitchers are still going to be good pitchers. Like, and it's just, you know. If you're not going to enforce it, they're going to take the advantage, especially, you know, to add grip to a baseball. And this has always happened in baseball. Like, this is it, – it was so a part of the vernacular in baseball, there's a whole bit in Major League about it. Like, that's how ingrained it is. And so, to me, like, baseball, of course, cracking down on it by sending a memo and handling it terribly, like, not being like, we're going to look at it in the off season and see like, you know, actually put research. They're like, nah, just stop. Like, can you stop? We're going to spend you 10 days with pay. Like, yeah. If I'm a pitcher, I'm like, all right, so I can use this stuff, get a little bit better. Um, is if I hide it well, I don't get caught. If I do get caught, I mean, I'm just missing a start. Like the writ, like, I don't think it's going to stop it. Like I really don't. 
I think there's going to be new ways to take advantage of things. Like if it stops, like, so what? I think you might see a little increase in offense, but like pitchers are still going to be able to dictate what they want to do and, and figure it out. And the way they've handled it, Tyler Glass now obviously coming out and saying he got a UCL injury and he's pitching really well because he wasn't able to use sticky stuff. And, you know, it's just like no SHIT that they used it in one hand. If you're shocked by that, then you would know nothing about the history of the game of baseball. And two, like, I don't even blame the pitchers. Like, I'm not mad at any pitcher that used it. I'm mad at – I'm not even upset. I'm just, like, befuddled how bad baseball continues to handle things where – um, it just seems like baseball has this issue, and I heard this uh, part of the CBS Sports family, Tiki and Tierney, they mentioned this. Uh, baseball is never focused on the games when it gets into the headlines. And that's kind of this story. Is yeah, This that's is true. the talk of baseball. It's a good point. Whereas, like, the there's a really good young core of superstars in this league and we're going to talk about, you know, the the three-way home run battle between three international superstars um, going on. And it's going to be one of the best home run battles, you know, that this league has seen since, you know, Maguire and Sosa, you could argue. The way it's shaping up, and I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but the, the thing is talking about, you know, spider tech is, the, is going to be the headline from the end of this baseball season. There are a lot of angles that we could dive in in this and a lot of ways to look at it but Tyler Glass now is the biggest part of this to me because he has been the most outspoken current player on this issue and he's had a lot of really good comments and his first comments came the night that he got injured the night that he left the game due to injury after the game he was talking about the baseballs that they use and how every baseball in every stadium is different you can pick up a baseball in Chicago, and then you go back home to Tampa Bay, and then you go to New York, you pick up a baseball, and it's different everywhere you go. And he said he wasn't trying to blame, you know, the equipment people at the White Sox Stadium uh, for the way that they prepare their baseballs. He wasn't trying to blame anybody for that, but every baseball is different. Some of them are slicker. Some of them have a better grip. Every single one is different. And so as a pitcher, you want to have a good grip, not even trying to, to cheat and you know, have a, an unfair advantage on the pitcher. You just or on the on the batter. You just want to have a good grip, be able to control the ball, and so you have to have something because when every baseball is different and you don't know what you're going to get each night that you go out there, you have to have something to give you a little bit of control on the baseball. And so that's what he was saying. That's why pitchers are using stuff. And he he came out the next day and he said that he does use substances on the mound he said his go-to was rosin and sunscreen which is nothing too egregious i mean it's nothing compared to the spider tack that some pitchers are using but he just uses it to get a little bit of control because he never knows what he's going to get when he gets a new baseball on the mound and so he he said that he is using sticky substances on the mound to control the baseball and now mlb comes out and they says all of a sudden you have to stop like just no warning just full stop. And he pointed out, like you said, Trey, they should have done this in the offseason. They should have let teams and players know in the offseason that they were going to crack down on it harder. There were going to be bigger penalties, bigger suspensions, and give them time to prepare because almost every pitcher is using something. And so when you just have to go, as he said, cold turkey, you just have to quit. You just have to stop 
at your very next start or your very next time on the mound. You just have to stop using anything. That's going to affect the way you play the game. And for him, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I, you know, I can't speak, you know, confidently on this, but he says that he fully believes his injury, his UCL injury is due to him having to stop using sticky substances on the mound and change the way that he's pitching. And I believe that. I have no reason not to believe him. He said that because he can't use anything now, he's gripping the ball harder, trying to get better control. And that changes the way that he pitches. And that caused him to injure his UCL. Now he's probably going to be out for the season, probably going to have to get Tommy John surgery. He was having a very good year. But he talked about how he wanted to be an all-star and a Cy Young winner. Yeah, and a he very was on his way to do that. A like, very again, emotional maybe not the press Cy conference. Young, but he was definitely going to win it. He definitely was probably going to make an all-star team. Definitely. And and, and it was sorry to interrupt, but I think you nailed it. Like, and to me, I thought about this. I was like, all right. So in football, there's these, and, and if you, I've, I've like used them before, like I've seen them and I've, there's gloves. They have these sticky gloves and football players use them. And like, to me, like spider tech might be the extreme. Yeah. Like, like, I think, like, I think, but rosin and sunscreen like that could just happen naturally like if it's you're in the summer they wear wear sunscreen they're gonna get it like on their hands and then you pick up a rosin bag like does that happens naturally that could happen naturally and i'm not saying like and and it's smart i think it's smart for the players to find every advantage they can that you know i think peds are a little bit different that's a health risk but this isn't this is just grip to me and like i was don't blame the pitchers for doing it, especially when, you know, you've seen home runs in the plenty coming coming out, and the pitchers were like, what do we have to do? Like, every cheat leading up to, really, like, notable cheats leading up to this point has been about the hitter getting an advantage, and it's now the other way around. And, and so it, it's just like that. So let's just say... Garrett Cole is pitching in the middle of summer in against the Blue Jays. He's he's pitching in this series against the Blue Jays, and his Blue Jays are playing in Florida during this season because of COVID. It's not like like the sun is going to be out in Florida, and he's going to wear sunscreen. So if he happens to put sunscreen on in between innings and then messes with the rosin bag and his hands get sticky because of that, is he going to be suspended for 10 games? That's a, that, Yeah, that's a really good question. This Where do you so... draw the line? Because players are going to wear sunscreen during day, even during 7 o'clock games. You know, the sun's still out at 7 o'clock. They're going to wear sunscreen. The sun goes down. It's still on their body. They might end up getting sunscreen on the ball. Or batters. Batters are allowed to have pine tar on their bats. So say you have an infielder who has an at-bat, uses pine tar on their bat, then they go back out into the field the next inning, a little bit of pine tar on their hands. They throw the ball back to the pitcher. Now the pitcher has pine tar. Like, how, how do you determine who is using it and who's using it intentionally? Because there's so many scenarios where a substance could end up on the ball. And it's going to be really hard for the umpire to determine whether they put it on the ball to gain control or if it just got on there naturally because they're wearing sunscreen or because the batters have pine tar on their bats. I mean, where do you draw the line? How do you determine who's using it and who's using it intentionally? I don't know. Yeah, and you know, 
You know what another thing baseball is hiding up? What? How bad the Arizona Diamondbacks are <laughs> on the road. They have now lost 23 consecutive losses on the road, including blowing a seven, what is it, seven-run lead against the Giants the other night. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Shout out to the Giants, by the way. Best record in the National League. We talked about them in contender pretender, and uh, Matt, you called them a contender, and I agreed. And they're looking really good right now. I mean, you know, you throw another team into the NL West, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. But, all right, Matt, I don't know if you saw this already, but can you name the last time the Arizona Diamondbacks won a baseball, won a road baseball game? (laughs) And what... What happened in that game? I don't think I can. And, and who was it against? I think you can. Was if it against the Braves? It was against was the Braves. Was it Madison Bumgarner's no-hitter? Yes, it was. That was the last was time? unofficial no-hitter That was the, the last Braves. time they won a road game? April 25th Jeez. is the last time. Jeez. The NBA <laughs> started and have almost ended their play. The NHL and the NBA have started and are... The hockey's in their semis. Uh, NBA's in their conference semis since then. We've both turned 24 since then. Um, what else has happened? You know, like, yeah. the last time they won a road baseball game. That's pretty bad. That's pretty... I mean, <sighs> the Orioles have lost, like, 19 straight on the road, too. Like, it's not, like, good. Like, baseball, like, the it's the the bottom is, is crap. Speaking of a bottom team... Well, wait, wait let, let's get back on track because I'm not done talking about this whole okay, foreign okay. substance. But I, I, I wanted to throw that in because I noticed they played the Braves. And that, that's speaking. We'll talk about our crap team. I have I have one more thing that I want to say on this. The, the punishment that MLB decided to issue with this is a joke. Ten games with in pay. Action. With pay. Like, hey, man. I, I, like, I don't. So would you. My, my question is like in your hypothetical job and. And you do you want to do something that risk like it's a risk to do, and it makes you a better player. And your punishment is like a slap on the wrist, and you still get paid for it. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean, it. who like, wouldn't take that? I literally see no incentive, like no disincentive, I should say, to not do it. Like maybe if it's like a like. I would do it until I get caught, basically, is how I'm, I'm looking at yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. There, team, I mean, there's no... I take my 10-game suspension, and then I, you know, I'll figure it out from there. Pat Light, a former pitcher and host of a podcast with Barstool Sports, he tweeted out a life hack the other day that if you're a, a minor league pitcher or a young prospect, you get called up for, you know, one day to make one star or one appearance, go out there, use some foreign subs- substances, get caught, then you get 10 days in the major leagues. Boom, just like that. Life hacks. Just get caught using foreign substances on the mound. You get a free 10-day major league stint. How about that? That's A lot of stuff going on with the whole sticky substances. It is a very sticky situation. All right, Trey, uh, you said you wanted to talk about our crappy teams. Yeah, the Braves are awful. The Yankees are looking better. Um, they, they just won two straight against the Blue Jays. As we stand, I hope 3-2 against them, looking for the sweep. But, man, the Yankees have struggled. The Braves have struggled. The Yankees were in fourth place at one point in the AL East. Granted, the Rays had the best record in that division. But, man, 
Um, neither team has looked great, and offensively, the Yankees have not looked great. Now, all right, so the Yankees have passed Toronto, but the Yankees are seven games back of Tampa, um, six games back of second-place Boston, and are three games above 500. Didn't expect that, and they have to win. I think it was like 62 or no, like 50-something of their, like, next 62 games or whatever, like 50. It was a ridiculous amount to, like, get to 95 wins. So. Yeah. They they got the work cut out for. Speaking of work cut out for, the the Braves set it a half back of the Mets, 30 and 35, but the Mets have somehow only had 35 wins, so. I was still holding out hope for the Braves for a little bit because you know the first two months of the season I was telling myself it's early there's a lot of baseball left to be played there everyone in the division is bad they're only three games back it's nothing they can make that up easily now I'm a little worried because they blew I think two straight losses against the Phillies last weekend back to back don't get me losses. started yeah those were bad I know you had bets riding on them but you know oh. as a fan as a fan it was bad as well. And then they go out there and they lose two games to the if Red they Sox. Me, my, they, my winnings. <laughs> they keep blowing leads. I mean, they cannot hold on to a lead to save their lives. I don't know what is wrong with their bullpen. I, 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 I have no words. The Braves really need to figure something out because, you know, even when they win a game these days, it's like, okay, you know, it's a win. It doesn't matter much because we still are terrible. They're playing the Cardinals but, right now. The Cardinals are not very good right now either. So hopefully, hopefully they can get some wins against the Cardinals. But I don't have much something confidence. That's, something that's looking good right now are my the the Cubbies, man. Tied with the NL Central looking like a tight race. I mean, my Cincinnati pick's still looking good. Like I picked I I've switched to the Cubs. Like my I bet on the Cubs to win the NL Central. I've decided what I know we're gonna get the midseason predictions. I like how the Cubs are playing, man. They look really good. Um, David Ross is figuring it out. They're tied with the Milwaukee Brewers, 38 and 30. Um, both teams actually have lost three straight while Cincinnati's hot winners of six straight. So uh, it's fun. But you know what's interesting? Differences between the Cubs and the Brewers. Cubs, plus 36 run differential. You want to guess what Milwaukee's is? Negative something? No. Way higher than the Cubs? No. What? Zero. Zero. They are, <laughs> Zero run differential. They are at 269 runs scored and 269 runs allowed. That's wow. pretty interesting. So so their expected win-loss record right now is 34 and 30. 34 and 34. Yeah. So while <laughs> the Cubs, which is actually pretty interesting, the Cubs are right hitting their expected win-loss at 38 and 30. Um Dodgers, so that that's actually a pretty cool stat MLB.com has is their expected win loss. Like the Yankees expected win loss because they have a negative five run differential, 33 and 40. White Sox plus 107, 45 and 23. So they, they're supposed to be two games better than they are. So that's, that's it's just, uh, you know, sometimes stats are fun. So, yeah. Speaking of stats, Trey. But also, to add to the, the misery, let, let's, I, I, to go back to losing streaks. Someone pointed this out, like, the losing streaks in baseball are so bad. So we talked about the Diamondbacks, 23 in the, on the road. They've lost 14 in a row. And I think their next road game, like, against a top uh, team above, like, is like in a month against the Cardinals. Uh, the Pirates have lost 10 straight. Let's see here. 
Minnesota won last night, but they had like a 10-game losing streak. Baltimore has lost eight straight. Like, the bad teams are not just losing. They're losing a lot. Yeah. We went off track a little bit there, but it just it was amazing to me. Like, yeah, as we dip, died into the stats. Uh, yeah. Speaking of stats, Trey, if the season ended right now, there's two players in the American League that are making a run at the MVP award. That's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Shohei Otani. Both of them are putting together fantastic seasons. I'll read off some of their stats real quick. As Vladdy Jr. has a 3.43 batting average, 4.47 on base percentage and a 682 slugging percentage he's got 22 home runs and 56 rbis he leads the league in home runs rbis on base percentage and slugging so a phenomenal season so far from vladdy jr and then otani on the other hand he's batting 271 so you know not great but not bad it's respectable 19 home runs 47 rbis a 968 ops and then on the mound Otani this season, he has a 2.85 ERA with 68 strikeouts, and he's two and one for the Angels. Both of them have very good cases. Otani is the two-way player, so he has that working in his favor. But Vladdy Jr. could win the Triple Crown this year, putting together a fantastic season at the plate, kind of what everyone has expected from him the past couple years. He's finally doing what we've hoped to see from him. I don't know. Who, who would you go with for MVP right now? Uh, so, fun fact, uh, my intern asked me this today while I was at work. So, sh- so, um, and I said Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because he could win the Triple Crown. The crazy part is both are on bad teams, or I would say <laughs> average teams. Let me let me correct that. Um, the Angels were playing a little bit better as of late. But I will, I will go with, I'll go with Vlad Jr. Because, I mean... If he gets the triple crown, you know, his third season in, that's ridiculous. Basically, his third season in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is his third season. If you count uh, another, last season, which, you know, Another thing is, I know, I know it's still relatively early, but when's the last time we had, I mean, you could already, like, yeah, five guys. I mean, you know, you could go to the top seven that are, four back but I, I will go with the top five that are within four home runs of each other in terms of the top of the home run race you have vlad jr at 22 tatis at 21 atani at 18 acuna at 18 you want to guess who's who's the fifth wait who just you said vlad jr tatis acuna and otani and otani i don't know who else first baseman freddie freeman oakland athletics oh Matt Olson. Matt Olson. Also, underrated year, Salvador Perez has 17 yeah. home runs. Yeah, he's having a good season. I mean, that dude, you know, he doesn't get talked about in the best catcher debate, but, like, if you go back to those Royals teams, he was so important for their defense. And he's, I mean, he's beloved in Kansas City. And so, shout out to Salvador Perez has 17. You know who else is having a really good season in a contract year? Shortstop for the San Francisco Giants, Brandon Crawford. He's got 15 home runs so far this Former year. Former Richmond Flying Squirrel, Brandon Crawford. Yeah, he is. 866 OPS. Good season from him. But yeah, Absolutely. a lot of guys, a lot of guys having really good years. I w- I agree with you. I would go with Vladdy Jr. as the MVP in the American League right now because the Triple Crown is very impressive. And what Otani's doing, don't get me wrong, it's impressive as well. Being able to do it on both sides of the game as a pitcher and a hitter. No one's done that since Babe Ruth. 
So, I mean, he's having a historic season. He is a historic player because we haven't seen a player of his caliber in 100 years. So it is really cool to see what he's doing, and he is putting together a very good season. Worthy of MVP discussion, but I think I'd have to give it to Vladdy Jr. just because of the triple crown and the, I mean, a 346 batting average. That's that's crazy in this day and age. So I'd have to give him the upper hand there. Also, he's, you know, well, Otani plays right field too, some defense. Yeah, he does sometimes. Otani's I mean, mostly really a fun DH. to watch, man. He has. He but, is, he's really entertaining. He is. But, I mean, every time Vladdy Jr. comes up to the plate, you just you got to watch. This should be a really, I hope this stays a close home run race between those top. I really, those top four. I'll throw Matt Olson in, but between, you know, I would argue four of the top 10, I don't want to say pillars, but stars that this game needs to be built off of. I, you know, yeah, I, I think those four, and then you, you could probably go Trout, Judge, Betts, Bellinger. Um, Javi Baez, maybe I'm yeah. trying to think. And then I, you would have to, I think uh, Acuna, Acuna needs yeah, to get Acuna. it going a little I, well, bit. Well, I included Acuna. In yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying he needs to, he needs to get it going a little bit. He was leading the home run race for a little bit and now he's kind of slacking, falling off yeah. there, and, but he needs to get back in I'm trying to see if I can find if there's any, uh, awards bets. No. Okay. Um, fun fact, you can bet the exact outcome of the World Series, and I just saw this, and this is interesting. You want to guess what it is if you bet the Arizona Diamondbacks, beat it, if you bet $1 for the Arizona Diamondbacks to beat the Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> you want to guess how much you win if you bet $1? A lot of money. I'm guessing just a lot of money. $10,000. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's that's something you put a dollar on. Like, I just like I'm like I'm tempted. Like, just they like insane things happen. Like, you know how insane that was a game. Like, someone did that. All right, time out. I know this is going completely off key, but I was trying to look at the odds for the the uh, MVP race, and I couldn't find them on BetMGM. But what if someone put a dollar on it, and it was a game seven at this point? I would one you. Would, would you cash out before then? Because I I might, but a game seven, and it's like three two Diamondbacks going to the bottom of the ninth. What if Trey Mancini was up to plat, bat and like you know the story tells itself? And <laughs> oh my, that's all right. I know yeah. we're off, but this is this could be the most biggest home run race. And unfortunately, baseball probably going to talk about spider tack, and then you know. Whatever. Hey, also, the U.S. did qualify for the Olympics officially, by the way. that We haven't talked since then. Yeah, that's good Shout to see. Todd Frazier freaking raked in the final. So. Yeah, we'll focus more on that as we get shout, closer. Shout out to Todd Frazier, man. Oh, just giving all the shout outs. Hey, I could do what I want. This is this is my podcast, too, man. I, I've cursed on this episode, which may or may not make the final cut. I have spelled a curse word on this episode. I have given shout outs to plenty of people. I should, uh, you know, you know what? I'll even shout out your fiance, Mariah. Is, does she have a segment this week? No, she doesn't. We haven't done uh, that in a while. And then I have to shout out that. my girlfriend, Courtney, as well. So I, I'm giving my parents, you know, everyone. I, you know, you don't text me your availabilities and interview people when I'm working. <laughs> So, all right. Well, then I've got one, and it pains me to say this, but shout out to UVA baseball making it to the College World Series. 
What Last a run. week, talked to Bennett Conlon of the Daily Progress previewing their Super Regional against Dallas Baptist. It went three games, went all three games. UVA ended up winning. They move on to Omaha, and they will take on a pretty crowded field. A lot of good teams in this year's College World Series. We got Vanderbilt, Arizona, NC State, Stanford, Texas, Tennessee, and Mississippi State, along with UVA. It should be a very entertaining tournament. I haven't actually watched as much of the the baseball tournament this year as I would have liked to, or as I usually do. I was mostly focused on softball for, you know, the first uh, the first round, the regionals. Softball was going oh, man, on at the I have same good time. News for you. What? You can listen to preliminary games for the College World Series on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg using the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. How about that? Oh, that is good news. You know, you can or, probably or also asking asking your Google Home or Alexa to stream CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. You can probably also listen about... on uh, Sirius XM on ESPNU Radio. Not sure, well, but I would guess you could locally. I would guess. You know, yeah, support, support local radio as well. Yeah, you could support me your friend, your confidant. <laughs> uh, have you watched much of the tournament this year or have you just been following along I, with it? I got to see. So I, I made one bet and uh, on the first day, it was a Maryland-Tennessee parlay. And Tennessee had a walk-off of a grand slam. Unfortunately, Maryland choked. I've seen a couple parts of it. I mean, NC State, incredible run, knocking off number one Arkansas. But to me, the favorite, and I looked at this like the top prospects, Vanderbilt, it's, a, it's basically a double elimination tournament from this point on. Vanderbilt has two of the top six prospects as pitchers. Jack, so that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's to have those two arms. Yeah, Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter. I mean, they are insane, and they've been really and fun Vandy's to watch this season. Offense. And I, so I, I'm going to favor Vanderbilt. Um, I think Tennessee's really good, too, offensively. Um, but I will, I will probably pick the Commodores. And shout out to one of our former professors, Andrew Allegretta. Wait, did you ever have him? I had a Andrew Allegretta as a professor. I don't think did I ever did ever? have him. No. But you know who he is. Yeah. He just became the voice of Vanderbilt. Oh, really? Uh, I so missed that. That's to cool. him. Yeah. That's really so, cool. Uh, he's moving to Nash Vegas or Nashville. <laughs> and we, so, so that's pretty cool. He goes from Tulane, which is like near New Orleans, to. Nashville. So Blacksburg, New Orleans, um, Nashville. That's a pretty good. Seems like he just likes the party crowd. I mean, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> like, so. All right, you're going with Vanderbilt. I think I'll probably go with Vanderbilt also just because of those two pitchers, and they're going to be really hard to beat and really fun to watch throughout the tournament. It all begins on Saturday on ESPN. Stanford and NC State, the first game at 2 p.m. Trey. Where else can people listen to the College World Series? CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Beginning at 1.40 p.m. is when the coverage begins on Trey's local radio station. So if you want to support Trey, tune in to CBS Sports Radio. Download the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. All right, that's all we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed that. It was a wild ride. A lot of sticky stuff to talk about. College World Series, MVP race. We probably need sticky stuff to keep ourselves in line. You know? (laughs) And on that note, goes. I think that was a pretty good line, man. Close it out. All right. As always, make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. If someone finally leaves us a, a, a review, we will read it. I don't care if you just you want to say, get rid of the Trey Lyle guy. Like I, I would be, I would read that on air. Also, follow us at Mackins twenty one at Trey Lyle on Twitter as well as at Foul Ball Area. Give us your thoughts on everything going around baseball. Uh, your sticky stuff opinions. Who do you think 
is going to win the home run race and, and end up with the AL MVP. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Have a great evening, folks, a great weekend, whenever you listen to this. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.